0: your building business isn't giving you the money and time freedom you want, this is your podcast. Builders Problem Solved. Cash flow pressure, not enough time, staff issues, tyre kickers and time wasters. What's your problem? There's a solution to every builder's problem. So let's go. Here's your host, Mick Hawes.
1: G'day folks, welcome to another Builders Problem Solved. As in the intro, one of the biggest challenges for uh, the builder is money and the mindset around money, and trying to fix these money issues. And it creates a, a lot of emotional pressure. Uh, and I'm sure you'll agree with me that the financial issues in a builder's uh, in a business tend to amplify the severity of other problems you know when when you've got money issues everything else seems to be a lot worse so being able to get rid of those money issues is a big focus for us in builders business black belt and and obviously in this podcast builders problem solved but we're always talking about the lack of in today's episode i want to talk about and and i've got an amazing guest for you. I'm so excited that I've been able to uh, get Terry on this call. His name's Terry Tran. We'll be talking to him in just a moment, and he's got a fantastic philosophy and process to be able to get your money to start to work for you. And and we're going to dispel a whole lot of myths and talk about the mindset mistakes that many people make with with money, looking for the get rich quick and and the instant fix and. And going down that way. So we're going to talk about all of the mistakes that you could make so you can avoid them, but also what you need to do to uh, get your money to start to work for you. It's really important. So in a moment,
0: we'll be talking to Terry. Stand by. Want help with a business problem? Email your problem to mick at businessbuildersblackbelt.com.au you could be invited to come on the show. It's just like having your own one-on-one coaching session for free. Don't keep putting it off. There's a solution to every builder's problem.
1: As I said, I'm super pumped to have our very special guest on the podcast today. His name is Terry Tran. Uh, He is in a coaching program with me. We are both students. We have a business coach of our own and uh, we've become very good friends, and I'm so excited to have Terry on the show. Welcome, Terry. Where do we find you this fine day? Uh,
2: hey, Vic. Excellent and very happy to be back on your podcast, as usual. Uh, currently, I'm in beautiful Sydney on a, on a, on a uh, very sunny day. So you're back, awesome.
1: back from Vietnam. I saw, I saw all of the photos on Facebook of you eating food and buying handbags
2: yes i'm definitely back from vietnam a uh, much colder weather it was extremely hot 40 degree temperatures there uh, but i had a lot of fun and even doing cooking classes which i never thought i'd ever do well
1: i'm looking forward to having a meal cooked by you with your newfound cooking skills
2: now that is pressure <laughs>
1: so um i guess you, you heard the introduction we're, we're really talking about the mistakes uh in in the mindset or the 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 mental and, and emotional approach that people tend to take with their money. Um, tell me what, what you've found in your experience is what people tend to do that really doesn't work well for them as far as you know, quick fix and get rich quick and all of that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah, what I've found uh, just over the, over the years since I've also been teaching for about three and a half years now, uh, but I've been doing this uh, for about 20, just over 20 years now on the investing side for myself, my family, as well as other people. Uh, but the most common mistake that I think is a lot of people, they they either wait for too long or they wait for the perfect opportunity. They, they're waiting for that perfect investment and they just uh, dot along or they procrastinate on even starting, the, starting a, even an investment plan. So what they usually do is they just put money in cash and they wait for that perfect investment, perfect opportunity, and then they buy into it. So what a lot of people don't know is that one of the most powerful things that uh, everyone actually does have is time. And the longer you wait, the less time, of course, we have. So that that notion of, you know, compounding interest, uh, I mean, even Albert Einstein calls it the, the eighth wonder of the world. And it, it really is because the compounding effect over time of making money work hard for you, then rather than having you to go out and, you know, every day slogging it out, making uh, – and Making ends meet and also working for money, but allowing our money to work for you, just um, allowing compound interest to work in your favour with time, uh, just helps you a lot over time.
1: So the Tony Robbins saying is, "When would now be a good time to get started?" Is uh, it rings true here? Obviously,
2: yeah, definitely. Um, there is there is really in the end no perfect time. It's at least getting getting you started, getting a plan. A lot of people also believe in. I think another mistake is they think that they need a, a, an enormous amount to begin. In actual fact, one thing that uh, the stock market actually does have have as an advantage compared to, say, property is that in actual fact you don't need a massive amount to begin. You don't need that big deposit of you know several hundred thousand dollars to begin. Uh, you can literally start from a standing scratch uh, as long as you've got you know your business is taken care of. Your uh, you've got surplus cash flow from your business or your uh, even a job, and if, as long as you've got that you can start building it almost like a savings plan on a monthly basis, a weekly basis, and just finding opportunities from there.
1: Yeah. Now in the introduction, I also talk about or, or mentioned that the whole, you know, get rich quick schemes and, and so forth, because there's a ton of advertising. You see it on TV, you'll see it on Facebook and all sorts of social media platforms where people have, you know, sometimes with none of your own money, you can do this and do that and do the other. Um what do people need to watch out for? What do people need to look for, you know, uh, and and be aware of when they start to hear these sorts of messages? Because they can be a very deep, dark trap.
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, you know that that uh, saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Yep. And that really rings true in the investing game and the education side, because there's just so far so many uh, people out there that are uh, trying to spruik these type of uh, programs or teachings. And a lot of people uh, they end up getting caught out in, and, and it's, it's very sad to see a lot of people going to these type of programs paying, you know, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars for the program. But on top of that, they end up losing 50, on average 50 to a hundred thousand dollars on top of that. And the reason why I started teaching a number of years ago is because uh, that I also got caught out 20 years ago when I started, I believed in that get rich quick when mm-hmm. I started my job back then in corporate life. And I attended a lot of these type of seminars and they promised oversized type of returns. I believed in that. I also over leveraged myself. And when I say over leveraged, it means you know, borrowing uh, through margin lending or buying uh, not, not just pure, uh, like as in stocks, but taking on board uh, debt to finance these type of uh, investments and a lot of it all went pretty much went sour and over a period of 18 months i ended up losing uh, just over a hundred thousand uh, dollars all my savings from my corporate job back then mm. so yeah a lot of people definitely be very careful of those uh be aware of that uh because uh the main thing is um you know stick with the pro- make sure that the process what you see your it's comfortable yourself but also making sure that um it's also expectations are also uh, not overly blown so yeah. to speak
1: so just going back to that point that you, you talked about you know borrowing to then invest is is there ever a uh, uh, an opportunity for that like is that ever a good idea in my mind you know and obviously why i'm talking to you is because i don't yeah. know anywhere near enough about this but in my mind uh the i i can't see of any good time where it, it would be a smart thing to borrow money to then invest is there
2: when when I talk about leverage, uh, borrowing to invest, one of the, I guess, in a way, one of the safest ways potentially to, when you do borrow, is if you do borrow from home equity, uh, as in property equity, uh, to invest on, say, in stocks, that's probably okay. That's probably one of the safest ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I talk about people going to problems, is uh, through margin lending type facilities. In other words, what that is, is, for example, you've got $1. The broker will give you two to three dollars on top of that, so you've leveraged yourself uh, just like a property. Mm-hmm. But of course, with stocks, sometimes uh, things do go wrong. Uh, volatility is much higher than, say, property because prices are listed every day, so people can get caught out. But on top of that, there's also all these other, what they call derivative type products. For example, options, CFDs, and that's when people go stupid. I call it. I call it uh, in terms of leverage, where they now borrow 20 times or sometimes 50 times their their capital. Uh, to actually invest and forex, for example, uh, foreign exchange. A lot of people talk about you know they want to do forex trading and they believe in there's these get rich quick type forex tra- uh, trading programs out there. And a lot of these uh, people who get caught out is because they borrow fifty to hundred times wow. their 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 leverage factor. So all it does, all it takes, is literally that investment to go literally go down by one or two percent, and they've wiped and they've been wiped out. Yeah, and that's where it's extremely dangerous.
1: So fill me in on. The fundamentals of your investing philosophy. What 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 are what are the rules that you live by and and teach your students? Because you know I want to talk about that that whole thing in a little while, but let's just build the, an understanding of, of I guess the rules that you've set up for yourself.
2: Yeah, I always believe in that. Uh, risk management is key, so uh, it's it's vitally important that whatever you bring to the table, it's fundamentally important that you don't lose that. And don't take risk because a lot of people when they go into these, uh these type of things they go oh I can I can risk say I've got five thousand dollars to risk and I can afford to lose that you know and I always say you know you can't because you know look looking back how long did it take them to save that five or ten thousand dollars so no matter what amount they have it's vitally important that don't they don't risk and they don't lose what they have so my number rule one rule is ex- ex- exactly the same as Warren Buffett's rule which is really you know rule number one don't lose money And rule number two, don't forget rule number one. So protection is key and don't focus on the profit, but focus on the risk management first because what I always say to people is the profit is almost automatic. If you focus on protecting yourself and focus on risk management, the profit is what I call a byproduct of good risk management.
1: Yeah, which is, I mean, I just love all of this. I, I sit there mesmerized when I'm hearing you talk about this sort of stuff because you just don't hear it very often like the, the common conversation that you hear is you know if you're going to invest uh, don't invest anything you can't afford to lose and you've just kind of blown that out of the water and I love that about your philosophy about the way that you approach this is no 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 do not invest anything that you can yeah. afford to to lose—that's that's the wrong mindset. So straight away, where our our focus is on totally protecting the 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 golden goose, I guess.
2: Oh, definitely, and it, it's not about you know uh, all about you know that, that notion of uh, investing and, and being able to lose what you invest in, and that, and that's, to me that's just silly. You know, they one forgets you know how long it actually takes them to 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 save that capital. And if you lose that capital, what you're doing is you're basically going back to square one. So what you'd rather do is consistently year on year, uh, even no matter how how big the game is, sometimes, you know, if you're making 10, 15, 20 percent, great. Some years you might have a smaller game. Some years you might even have a small loss. It's OK. But the main thing is you never go back to square one and lose everything you have. That is the ultimate um, disaster.
1: So the main mindset that that everyone has to have to, to make that work is this is – this is the long game isn't it you've got to be aware of the value of, of compounding interest um, and and you've got to completely obliterate this quick fix and trying to get their fast mindset in fact you know many many years ago when I was doing the, the very first workshop we used to do we used to do the old example of I'll give you $10,000 today and you never have to see me again or uh, come and visit with me every day for 31 days in a row and we'll give you one cent on the first day, double it the second, you know, that that old mm. chestnut, that example. And, and people consistently were blown away that if you get one cent and you double it over 31 days, but you have to come and see and listen to me every day. <laughs> that, yeah. that was the burn. <laughs> that yeah. was the price you had to pay. But at the end of the the day... Uh, or at the end of thirty one days you end up with ten million seven hundred and thirty seven thousand four hundred and eighteen dollars and twenty four cents precisely right. Right. Um, and it 's a just a great example of having people understand that you, well I used to use it for discipline, and I think that this discipline is is a big part of your philosophy i 'm thinking you you know you 've got to uh, be disciplined about your approach, which means that you 've got to get rid of this you know, I, I want to do it quickly. What's the shortcut?
2: Yes, correct. Uh, it's, it's a very disciplined approach and uh, and, and one must have that, that process. But having a process is, is one thing, but having the, now the discipline to follow the process. So, one, you always think about the uh, For myself, I always tell our students, our blueprint students, to always focus on the downside first. So, you know, when you buy into a stock or you buy into something, your, your number one concern is what is the downside? What can actually go wrong? So your mindset should shift from you know how much can I make from this investment to you know what can go wrong with the investment and what is my my downside as and that I'm aware of that and once you know your downside how do I then protect it from that downside and if you get that right the upside is automatic yeah and you don't have to worry about the the upside
1: yeah so tell me because I am very personally interested myself um, tell me about how you help other people what's what's the you, you mentioned a blueprint program. Mm. How, how do you do it, and and who are the right people that that should be um, seeking you out?
2: Uh, the we run uh, very uh, every single usually every month we run a free uh, I guess training session, and that allows uh, one to come into the, these free online training sessions and literally within five minutes learn how to. Uh, it's a 90, 90 minute training, mm-hmm. but it trains people to now seek out opportunities, knowing exactly what criteria is. So if they're ever given a, a say a top, a stock tip. They know what criteria they now look out for. And they don't blindly go out there and just buy, you know, what their friend says or what their, their family says. For example, I'll give you a, a, a great example of, of the past. Uh, recently, uh, the ride-sharing company Lyft uh, in America, as well as Uber, just recently IPO'd and listed. And only two weeks ago, we showed our Blueprint students, which is our signature program, you know the, the the figures of Lyft as well as going to into Uber, and should you actually be buying into these IPO type or these floats? And in actual fact, Uber and Lyft have never made a profit in their life in their history mm. since they've been formed. Yes, they provide a great service. I use uh, Uber, for example, a lot now. However, would I buy into the company? Definitely not. And I what I try to do is I try to share and teach on our free training how do you actually identify the great companies, as opposed and most importantly, how to avoid the bad ones because uh, a lot of these games also avoiding the the majority of the bad ones because most listed companies out there actually are either unprofitable or they don't fit criteria and therefore should not even be looked at at all. And if you only focus on the best, then you'll do very well. Yeah. So that's what we do on our Blueprint program. Uh, and, of course, we've got the free training just to make sure that they're the right fit for us as well. So, um, yeah, so that that training really just allows people to to know whether they they want to do this, and if they do, then uh, I can help them further.
1: Yeah, cool. Um, one of the things that that I place a lot of importance on when I listen to people, because th- there's lots of voices out there. There's lots of people. There's lots of business coaches. There's lots of financial quote unquote gurus. You know, wh- whatever area you want to improve in there's, there's lots of people telling you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And one yeah. of the things that I look for is who has influenced the person that I'm listening to and I remember you telling me a story uh, about how influenced you were by Warren Buffett and Warren Buffett's one of the most successful financial gurus in the uh, in the United States and um, and you were influenced by Warren Buffett but uh, you've had communications with him can you just tell us that story
2: yeah I mean uh, this is going back a number of years ago now uh, just about 15 years ago where when I was just starting my journey And a lot of my – back then, there weren't – there were books written about him, but there was really nothing written by him himself except for the annual reports. So I studied uh, his Berkshire Hathaway annual reports, and he's been investing since the 1950s. And even 15 years ago, he was already extremely successful. Hmm. So – all I did was I just wrote as a thank you letter uh, for all the lessons uh, that he taught me through his annual Berkshire Hathaway letters, as well as some of the books that were written about him and how he influenced me to set up our, our own partnership fund to help uh, basically take on board money on funds management. To and I emulated our funds based on Berkshire Hathaway, where you know a lot of these fund managers, uh, even to this day, they they, char- they charge ma- annual management fees, for example, and that eats away a lot of profits. and to emulate uh, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway back in the 1950s, I I by emulating him, it was more of a not not charging management management fees, but only taking a share of if you, if, if you make money for your your clients. So that really influenced me on the funds management side. But at the same time, when I wrote back, uh, wrote to him and just thanked him uh, through a, and, and I, I actually did handwrite the letter because I know he doesn't, he still to this day doesn't really use the computer, so, <laughs> within, he's he's very old school and which is excellent, you know, um, just a very humble guy, and uh, surprisingly, within two weeks he wrote back to me and uh, and uh, you know the the question was, in my mind, like why did why did I get the answer back, uh, why did I get a reply back and back then. Uh, I was one of the few that actually wrote from him from down under, yeah. and that's sort of intriguing. Plus, at, at the same time, I wrote a thank you letter more than anything else. It wasn't anything about asking him for stock tips and things like that. It was more of you know thanking him about all the lessons and not just investment lessons, but all the life lessons learned along the way as well. Yeah. yeah, as in as in being living simply, living humbly, helping other people, and doing the best you can in life.
1: Yeah. And from memory, that when you were telling me the story, you've already mentioned it, like the difference between what you were doing there or how you set your fund up was that you didn't take management fees. You only you only got something out of it if the people in your group basically won. So if they made money, you would get a small piece of that. But then you said... Uh, the other bit of advice that he gave you was to be the largest shareholder in that fund. So you had the most to lose. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so at the same time, I I invested the bulk of uh, what I had into the fund. So I I told the, uh, uh, I guess our investors, you know, if if we do well, we do well together. And if we do poorly, I also do poorly and even worse because I've got the most uh, to lose in the same fund. So basically what I was trying to do is in the end align our interest. And I found that the best way to do it uh, was by doing that. And uh, by doing that, allowed, uh, I guess allowed me to raise funds very, very quickly within a 48-hour period.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just love that whole – fundamental philosophy about how you approach things uh and and it's just so refreshing because it's just rare i mean if you if you particularly from a builder's point of view they've got you know the guy from the yellow pages knocking on their door and all sorts of other people talking about um how they can help them with marketing and this that and the other and i know in in my journey i've had people approach me about that all of the time too and they'll say you know by putting this amount of money in this process mm. and doing this, you know, you'll get exposure to all of these people and, and what have mm. you. And, um, you know, I've always been sceptical about that un- unless somebody has skin in the game, you know. And I, what I used to say to these advertising people, look, it, all, it, it sounds fantastic what you're telling me. Like It sounds r- yeah. very exciting. So here's what we'll do. I'll, I'll show you how much money we're um, earning now and you put the best possible advertising strategy together that you think yep. is absolutely going to work, and you pay for it. Mm-hmm. And, and what we'll do, because I don't want to spare any expense here because this sounds fantastic, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so you pay for it. Um, and then, you know, in a month or however long you think it's going to take, we'll look at the books again, and we'll see how much additional money your strategy has helped us make. And then uh, I'll give you 95% of the additional money. I'll just keep 5%. Right. And guess how many people took it on? (laughs) How many? Zero. Zero, okay. (laughs) You know, because... They then had skin in the game. They had to prove themselves, and that's what I I love about what you do and your fundamental philosophy is. What I've found is you really do care about the people you help. Yeah. You're genuinely passionate about it, and you have more to lose than anybody else. Um, so it's you know I just think that's that's wonderful. So
2: yeah, yes, yeah. and, and Vic, I just want to add it's the same thing as even now these days when I've because I've transitioned to the teaching side is I, I realised to affect the masses rather than just investing for people, but to really help the masses out there. Uh, and when I say the masses, I'm talking about you know ordinary people, ordinary builders, ordinary you know uh, entrepreneurs out there that that are you know making ends meet, making their, their income from their business, but at the same time to Transition from having skin in the game, I also transition to the teaching side by showing our our students exactly everything I do. Mm. So in other words, every single week, everything we buy, we sell, uh, we hold on to, our current portfolios, our exit portfolios, they're all fully transparent. And by doing that, it allows our students to, uh, one, know what I'm I'm doing myself, not just what I'm teaching theoretically, but how I'm actually actioning the the theory. At the same time, they see uh, the mistakes I'm making. Uh, the wins I'm making at the same time. And then I also, uh, you know, on a fortnightly basis, when we got to get out on, onto our mastermind call in, in Circle, uh, I get to hear about their success stories and we talk about the, the lessons and the mistakes that, you know, each other have made as well. Yeah. So that just builds this incredible, I guess, community of like-minded people learning from each other.
1: Yeah. So help me understand from a builder's point of view. So we're, we've got a bunch of – um Builders in, in builders uh, business black belt, and it's a requirement in builders business black belt to implement the the profit first system. So they sure. all have a profit account. They all make sure that all of the BAS and all of the 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 compliance money has been taken care of. Um, there's a process where you must take the profit first. Therefore, the the name of the the process. So our guys have a, uh, a, a an account that mm. is. Is there for two purposes? The the profit account is there partially to reward yourself for your effort and your sacrifice, your risk and your your commitment and and, and discipline, and yep. then the other part of the the profit account is there to build up to be the vault, if you like, or the, the to to be there when something happens. You know, there's a downturn or, or whatever. So it's a it's a for a rainy day, and so quite often when a builder gets started with this process you know their their first profit distribution you know in the first 90 days might be a hundred and fifty bucks or <laughs> a couple of yep. hundred bucks or whatever but after a few months you know after maybe six months nine months something like that it it might get into the thousands yep um, at, at what level uh would would somebody then reach out to you. What what sort of money would they need to have to get started? Because you said you didn't have to have you know the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you'd probably need to get started in 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 real estate investment. Where where would they start with you?
2: Literally, uh, we've got our our youngest and uh, I guess I'll I say smallest in terms of capital yeah. student is a seventeen year old. Oh, she's nineteen now, but she started with uh, when she was seventeen, and she worked in KFC. And uh, she saw me on, on one day in Perth live on stage and I had a good chat with her. She ended up being our student and, uh, and I was asking, you know, she told me she lived at home and uh, her, her KFC salary was just sitting in the bank and that's how she was saving up, you know, for down a track and, uh, to you know, buy a home down a track. And it was at least five years plus down uh, in time-wise. And, and she was interested in doing this. And so she literally got started with a KFC income of uh, what was $150, $200 uh, every week or every fortnight. So that's how she got it started, and then fast forward a couple of years later, she's built a, uh, she's basically built a portfolio of twenty, thirty thousand dollars now. Wow! So from starting and and not just that, she's got a mindset. By the time she graduates, and I already told her, I said, by the time you graduate, and now, and then you have a proper full time job in in her profession where where real you know real money and real salary now gets paid. Uh, she'll be she's already got the mindset of knowing exactly what to invest in. And I already told her she'd be a multimillionaire by the time she she's uh, basically mid-20s mid to, 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 to late-20s by 30. Yeah. So uh, to get started from just using that example, uh, literally a couple hundred dollars per month, as long as you don't need the money. She didn't need it because she lived at home. So with the builders, as long as they don't need the funds to uh, – once they've paid up all the expenses and they don't need the funds and it's just surplus capital sitting in the bank, they can actually use that. I do believe that, yes. Some emergency funds should always be there, mm. but anything in excess of that, and I mean a couple of hundred dollars per month, can still get started. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why you can get started is because I they, uh, within our program we actually show uh, wholesale brokers, which, uh, for example, in in Australia you couldn't do that. Say uh, from the likes of um, example Comsec, where a broken fee might cost twenty dollars to buy and twenty dollars to sell. And international shares, they they actually charge I think between sixty and seventy dollars per trade in and out might be round turn 140 150 dollars mm. but the wholesale broker do you want to have a guess how much they charge
1: no because i'd probably be wrong
2: <laughs> it's it's a dollar a dollar to actually buy a dollar to sell yeah. US, us stock yeah so the, the the transaction fee doesn't even register therefore it allows one to have even with a small account to therefore get started even with a couple hundred dollars a month they can actually by paying a dollar or two they can start they can start buying stocks rather than knowing that oh if to buy a stock, it might cost twenty to seventy five dollars a transaction fee, which doesn't make sense financially. yeah but with a dollar transaction, that's why you can start so yeah. with such a small amount.
1: so uh, one of the one of the I think the important messages you've just said there if if a builder really wants to make some money, they need to move back home with their mum. so is that what you' are saying?
2: <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> I do not. I do not advocate that and I would never <laughs> recommend that. <laughs>
1: but, uh, so um, I know uh, we're, we're going to be absolutely blessed with your, with your presence at our next um, intensive, the Builders Business Black Belt intensive in July is going to be at the Gold Coast. And uh, you're going to be there talking to our guys. I know many of them are very excited about that already F- oh. fundamentally because – they they have been implementing the the profit first system um you know some for just a little while others for for quite a while and uh we, we've never really had a, a pathway as to you know what can we do with it like they they they're building the the just in case fund but they've also got some some money there that they can now start to get to work for them and I'm just super excited to to have you there and can't wait to um to hear what you've got to say to our guys. But there are other people listening to this podcast who are probably members of our Builders in a Circle. Um, yeah. If you're not a member of Builders in a Circle, folks, you know, find Builders in a Circle on Facebook and just um, ask to join because there's a, a lot of really great resources that go in there. It's a great place to ask questions about your building business. But also people would be listening to this outside of, of those platforms as well. If they feel that they're in that position and, and they've, they've got, some some cash that they could um, start to get to work for them and, and start to learn the mindset and the process? Where What's the best place to find you? How do they how do they oh, find uh, you?
2: Yeah, they can just go. Uh, our website is uh, com. so com. so V mm-hmm. with a T-H-E, yep. freedomtrader.com, all one word. Yep. Uh, and there's a bunch of resources. Uh, we've also got a blog which um, has a lot of free resources there. And every month, like I said, uh, we run a, a free Uh, webinar class uh, so uh, they can actually register from there as well
1: yeah which one of those is is there a website that has your your story of how you got to australia on it because i'd love people to to listen into that it's a brilliant story i i love it every time i talk to you about it
2: oh that uh they can actually on that one uh, i've got my own uh, name website so terrytran.com so that's got my personal story and yeah. that why, and actually why I do this. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I, I'd really encourage anybody who's listening to this podcast to go and watch that story. So it's terrytran.com and and watch listen to the story of of how Terry made it to Australia and it just helps you to understand why he's so passionate about what he does and helping people and uh, it really gives you a great background and understanding of what where where Terry came from and uh, why he's so helpful for everyone so I cannot thank you enough for uh, putting time aside to be on this podcast sharing your, um, your, your philosophy and your knowledge with us and I can't wait till uh, we see you up in the Gold Coast in July with our Black Belt members.
2: Thanks, Nick, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that particular event as well.
1: All right, folks, that's it for another episode of Builders Problems Solved. We'll be talking to you again on another episode for sure and certain very soon. But that is it for this one. Bye for now.
0: Want help with a business problem? Email your problem to Mick at (laughs) businessbuildersblackbelt.com.au. you could be invited to come on the show. It's just like having your own one-on-one coaching session for free. Don't keep putting it off. There's a solution to every builder's problem.